if they are not interested, then we won't even meet them. Oh, so you won't even yeah. you, you won't even meet up with a guy who's not going to do DV. No. Get ready. This is Consenting Adults. The conversations you are about to hear are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. So dirty talk, so yeah. sex talk. Yeah, it, it started off as dirty talk. I was actually, like, very excited to see my partner with somebody else. She looked at me and said, so you want to have sex with other people, that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> True, that is- okay. And you find it a turn on to hear about what he did. Yeah, and then it's like, I want to come home and get it the way she got it. Does he know you have a boyfriend? Well, yes. This is Consenting Adults with Lena Wynn. My guest today is a unicorn turned vixen turned slut, and I say that with the utmost respect. Casey is 40 years old. She's an erotic author and adult content creator. She's married, and she's here to tell us about this journey that she's had from being in the lifestyle as a unicorn, Casey. I bet you were quite popular. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. And I can't complain. Um, I was very busy <laughs> when I was a unicorn, but it has not slowed down since I've gotten married. So. Mm. In fact, wouldn't you say that things kind of kind of speed up, like more doors open after you're married? I would say it's, it's about 50-50. There's definitely a population of guys that prefer the hot wife, like threesome group stuff dynamic. And then when I was a unicorn, you know, Couples and single guys wanted the unicorn. So I would say it's about an even split. Mm-hmm. How did you get into the lifestyle? First of all, I mean, so you're 40 years old. How long were you like a, actively a unicorn? Well, I got into the lifestyle in my early 20s. I was dating somebody, but that didn't last very long. So then I was a unicorn for, oh my goodness, maybe, you know, many, many years less than a decade, between like five and 10 years, I'd say in some capacity. And I had, you know, like frequent play partners, I had friends with benefits, I had one night stands, I had all of that. And I've been married for it's 11 months, we're married now. But I've been with him for three and a half years. Okay. Did you know what the lifestyle was? I mean, like, how did you get into it? Did you realize there was a thing called the lifestyle? Oh, I had absolutely no clue. When I was younger, I was very shy, very uh, afraid of my sexuality. I was so nervous about getting a reputation for being promiscuous when I was younger. So I really, you know, held a lot of stuff in. And it wasn't until I was in my 20s, I started dating this guy that was older than me. And, you know, he gave me my first orgasm. And I was like, oh my God, sex is incredible. And he kind of, open that door a little bit to say that, you know, women can kind of be really sexual and have fun. And it wasn't just about pleasing a man. So I found an ad on Craigslist one night for a swinger club, and I had no idea what that was. So I kind of asked the guy I was dating. And he said, Oh, you know, swingers club, you know, people go and have sex with other people. And I was just really intrigued by it. And I still can't believe that I took that first step. And it was kind of my idea to go but we went and it was just so liberating and exciting and I couldn't get it out of my head after we left can you tell me about that first experience I mean you've never been to a swingers club before what was it like it was a Saturday night so it was couples only which is pretty you know traditional as far as the rules go 
And the thing that blew me away the most was just how comfortable people were being naked in a public space. And, you know, they'd come up and just introduce themselves, shake your hand while they're like butt naked and stuff. And that in itself just, you know, like blew my fucking mind that people were confident, they were comfortable, they were not embarrassed because I grew up with so much shame around sex and, you know, I was raised Catholic and you're told, you know, whether or not you wait till marriage, you definitely wait till it's the right person. And, you know, girls don't want to be sluts. They want to be, you know, classy ladies that guys want to take home to their mother. So I had all of these conflicting emotions going on in me. But once I went there, I was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. It felt like I was in like a dream or a movie. I still couldn't believe that this was actual life and it was accessible. And it just really started this wild journey where him and I did not last much longer because he was married and that was a whole nother, you know, chapter of my life. But after we broke up, I, I kind of felt like I couldn't do it on my own and I needed to be a couple to be in the lifestyle. And I tried to date Vanilla for a little bit, very briefly, and it did not work out. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to fucking try this by myself. Why not? So I went back onto the site by myself and I became a unicorn. And then that's when shit really just kind of exploded for me. And there was, you know, no turning back whatsoever at that point for me. Wow. So on that first day that you went uh, with your then boyfriend, did you did you guys do anything or were you just like looking, watching? I can't remember if we did nothing or we might have like soft swapped with a couple. We never went all the way with another couple. We never did like, you know, intercourse with other couples. We were not uh, the best couple, probably. We had a lot of internal drama, which makes for the worst you know, partner, but I was so young back then and impressionable and just really consumed with this, you know, excitement over trying something new that I I had no idea what was going on. And I made so many fucking mistakes. And I, if I could go back in time, I would have done things, you know, completely, completely differently. Oh, um, t- let me, tell me about some of those mistakes. Well, Number one, I wouldn't have dated a married guy that was never going to be with me. Um, Number two, we had some jealousy and insecurity going on with us. And I think that stemmed from the fact that, you know, we were having an affair. And also, he had a little more dominance, I'd say, over the route we took. So he was really big on seeing me with women and stuff, even though I've proven over time that I'm not into women, you know, we made all like the rookie mistakes that looking back now, I would tell someone, oh, red flag, red flag, red flag. But I had no idea at the time. I was just kind of exploring stuff and I didn't know any better. I only Mm -hmm. knew the options that were presented to me versus looking for options that may, you know, would have suited me better. Mm -hmm. So in your time as a unicorn, like what all did you do? I played with single guys. I did play with couples in the very beginning because again, I thought, that's what you did. I didn't realize there were other options. So once I learned that you could play with more than one guy at a time, I never played with a couple ever again. And oh yeah. And this is when it got really interesting because then I started getting in to multiple guys, gangbangs, DV, all of that stuff. And that really shaped the rest of my journey. And I've never felt more empowered 
than I do now, especially, Mm. you know, people have this thing where promiscuous women, you know, you should be ashamed, you should feel bad, you're being used, all of this stuff. I feel like it's the complete opposite. I feel like I've never been more confident, more empowered about myself, my sexuality, getting what I want. And, you know, the fact that I'm married to a man that encourages this behavior from me, still, I feel so blessed every day when I look at him, you know, to me, this is the epitome of female empowerment, right? I'm married to a guy that says, you know what, babe, like, go fuck that guy. I want to see you with this guy. Like, don't hold back anything. Because even when I was a unicorn, I would have all of these, you know, play partners from the lifestyle that I was highly compatible with, but none of them wanted to date me because Hmm. I was the promiscuous girl, even though they were in the lifestyle too, there's still this double standard, you know, where it was fun to play with me, but they didn't want to bring me home. They didn't want to introduce me, you know, as their girlfriend at work and stuff. And that really played a big part on my self-esteem again, you know, because like before the lifestyle, I was insecure. I got into the lifestyle, I was confident, but then I got insecure again when I realized guys wouldn't date me now. And it was always this constant up and down, like struggle to find myself. And right before I met my future husband, I was on the verge of walking away from the lifestyle because I thought that was the only way I would ever be in a relationship again. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened the guy that I was considering leaving it for um, at that point, you know, we met in the lifestyle, but he really wanted to be a vanilla couple. He offered me this wonderful life and... Um, a friend of mine called me one day and said, Hey, I want you to come down, meet this guy. We want to have like this threesome with you. It's going to be super fun. And I knew if I went to that threesome, the relationship was going to be dead. So I had some, you know, soul searching for a few days. And I said, Casey, are you going to really risk like a future with somebody for one night of fun? Where, you know, what's important to you? And at the end of the day, I ended up going to the threesome And that turned out to be my future husband. So the lesson there, ladies, is that you don't always have to give up what you want for a man. You just have to find the right man to let you have what you want. And I could not be happier with that decision. It turned out, you know, I never thought I'd marry somebody that I met in a threesome. Like, who would ever think such a thing, right? So it's been a crazy journey for us. So then he was in the lifestyle. Had he been pretty experienced? He was in the lifestyle, I've been in for like 17 years to date. I think he's been in somewhere around maybe seven. So he was experienced, but not as much as me. And um, the same with him. He tried to like date and be in the lifestyle and it didn't work out for him either. So we both had negative experiences and then we, you know, ended up together and it's been really positive for us. It it sounds almost as if being in the lifestyle is is more than just an activity, um, but it's more like a like an identity. It's an identity. It's a mindset. It's you know, and what I write about stuff um, in my memoirs, I always write about the mental and the emotional part because people bypass that. They think it's just like you're going out there, you're fucking a ton of people. It's all kinky and fun and sexy, and yeah, part of it is, but there's so much more deeper stuff going on, right? You're learning about yourself, you're learning about other people, you're dealing with, you know, emotions and situations that are so much more extreme than in a vanilla relationship. You have all these other influences. 
you know, and it becomes like a pressure cooker. So especially when you're in a relationship with someone, you need for a regular relationship, you need to be honest and open and communicate. Sure. In the lifestyle, it's like that times a million. Any Mm -hmm. little flaw you guys have, any crack in your foundation will just like eventually explode if you are not careful. Because now you're bringing other people in, you have jealousy, you have, you know, all these different factors. So I feel like our marriage is stronger than like most people that are not in the lifestyle. You know, it really, you can't hide anything. You can't lie about anything. Like Mm -hmm. things will come out in the end eventually, and it will destroy you if you're not handling it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you you meet like your dream guy in the lifestyle. You guys get married. Um, what is your play style? So we identify as I am a hot wife, but under that umbrella, we are a stag vixen cu- couple. So he is, you know, he's not a cuck. He's not humiliated. He is not like a lesser man. We are equal or he is, you know, the alpha male when we play with people. And I don't play without him. So I'm not a hot wife that goes out and comes home to him. We are always together because our fetish is really the combination of me performing and him watching. We both get off on that dynamic. So it doesn't turn especially me on if he's not there actually watching it happen live. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then in, in your your play, what is your favorite configuration like are you still into the gangbangs oh uh, yeah we i love anything with multiple guys my absolute favorite position is dv which is double vaginal and so you need a lot of guys to have you know that sustained for a few hours because they get tired they have to switch they come um so that's both in your vagina not dp right but you but you need multiple guys to to like keep it going well, I always prefer, you know, I like to play for a few hours. And, oh, you know, girl. Yeah, you have no idea. So that's why my husband shares me. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So you build up if you do this, you know, for years, it's like going to the gym, your stamina, your endurance, everything increases. So now, you know, this is just how life is for us. Um, so we'll play, you know, we'll invite guys to play three, three, four hours or whatever. So you want to be able to like rotate them in. Um so that you know not everybody's tired at the same time um we do can i ask you about dv for a second oh everybody Uh, wants to know about that one (laughs) yeah so the first time that that happened um do you do you recall were you nervous tell me about it so i had heard about it and people always laugh at me when i say i've never watched porn you know because i do all this crazy shit and now i kind of make porn but i've never been into it i'm not a voyeur So Mm. I didn't know a lot of things, right? And I didn't learn about them until I experienced them firsthand. So I had heard people talking about it. I had done DP before. It was okay. Not like, you know, anything too exciting for me. And I heard about DV and I just couldn't believe that that was possible. And I was like, I need to find this out. I need to try this. And I was having a hard time getting guys together to do it. Some guys are very like afraid of doing it because their cocks are touching other guys love it, you know? So I had called a friend of mine and I said, Hey, do you think you know somebody that, you know, could help me do this? And he knew a guy that they DV the guy's wife together, you know, because everybody knows everybody. So he called him, they came to the hotel 
And that was the goal for the night. And we achieved the goal. And it was surprisingly easier than I thought it would be. Because I've heard some girls like can't fit two, or a lot of times you find the guys don't fit right. You know, it's, it's very strategic and a lot of things happening at once. But it worked like a charm for us. And then ever since then, I've just been so obsessed with it that we only meet guys that are willing to do it. If they are not interested, then we won't even meet them. Oh, so you won't even yeah. you, you won't even meet up with a guy who's not going to do DV? No. I used oh. to in the beginning. I would say it's, you know, preferred or I like it. And then after a while, I said, you know what? If that's my fetish, there's it's enough required. guys that are into it. So why even waste our time, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, that's a prerequisite to meet us. Mm-hmm. Even if you've never done it before, we will be your first. I love showing people how to do it, but you just have to be open to it. And again, it doesn't work for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. not all combinations of guys work together or they might have to reverse positions. So there's a little bit of technique to it, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes people say, oh, I can't do it or it hasn't worked, but there are ways to make it a little more accessible and successful. So. Mm-hmm. And and what is the, uh, if I could ask, what is the position that that you normally assume to make it work? So I have two. Either the girl is on top of the guy and then the second bat, the second guy comes in from behind. So it almost looks like you're doing DP, except he goes on top of the other cock instead of your ass. And mm-hmm. then the other way is the girl, it's the same way, but the girl is reversed. So she's looking at the guy that's not laying down. Right. Okay. So okay. those are the two best ways. We've tried a couple of other ways and they're fun, but they're not as long lasting for like pleasure, you know? Um, right. So one of those two, we always go with. Uh, Plus and then you also you can have another guy come in and stand like above you. So you could suck his cock. You know, you could add like more people to the DV to make it even more interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, and, and you derive pleasure from this. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Did you know that you would? Did you think that you would? Because I guess for women who haven't, like that, it didn't sound like it would be pleasurable. I had no idea what I was getting into. I was just curious about it. I wanted to like cross it off the bucket list. Mm -hmm. And then I just loved it so much that, you know, it just went insane from there. So, but it's the physical feeling that you like? Uh, Yeah, nothing else compares to it. Hmm. And, you know, everybody is so all your bodies are so compressed and so tight against each other. And you can feel like both of them moving inside you. It's just so like kinky and dirty. And, you know, the fact that some people consider that like still too taboo because the guys don't want to be near each other. So if I find two guys willing to do that for me, it's just like so fucking hot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's wild. Nothing else feels like it. Mm-hmm. And but the a lot of the second person slides in, that's like my absolute favorite part. Huh. Okay. So, okay. But a lot of what you're describing is not so much the physicality of it, but I'm like trying to, like, what is the physical feeling that you like so much? The orgasms are just so intense. It's like, you know, take the biggest cock you've ever been with and multiply it by two now, like the stretch that you get from it. Okay, that sounds painful. That sounds painful. It's not painful at all. It's it goes in so easily. It's crazy. And I've never had kids or anything. Um, 
but hmm. yeah, it's impressive. Like you would think it was hard to do, but it's, for, I guess for some people it's more natural. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. It seems like you just have a lot of one experience, but a, a lot of, um, a lot to share in the way of you've kind of done it all. You've, you've made the mistakes, you've found ways to make things work and found things that, that like really rock your boat that you didn't think of before. Um, and it is part of that why you're doing all this content now that you're writing about it and you're shooting content. Well, so I've been writing about it for, I think my first book was in 2017, maybe. And I wrote that one more for myself. I was, like I said, I was dealing with all of these, you know, emotions and this confusion about my identity and stuff. And writing it really helped me kind of sort through my feelings. It was almost like writing, you know, this diary or something. And I just thought maybe it would help somebody else if they were going through this. Maybe I'm not the only person, you know. And I find like when I write something down on paper that I know other people are going to see, I try to make sure when I'm writing it at that moment, it's the most honest I can be about something. So it made me really face a lot of things that I was dealing with. And it, it just became this therapeutic process for me. So that's been going on for a while. Um, I wrote three books now. The last one ends when I got married. So it's the full trilogy of, you know, from when I started to right now. And then people have always been telling me I should be in porn. And I don't know, like, I like the idea of it, but I, I don't know if I would like being a porn star, like on a set with a director, you know, I don't know if that would take away from the fun of it for me. So, mm-hmm. um, my husband and I talked a few times when OnlyFans started blowing up, you know, we thought about it and stuff, but we were very nervous, especially me about people finding out, of course, because now we're embarrassed again. You know, you can't be public with this stuff. There's so much shame around, you know. And so I kept hesitating. And then this year, for whatever reason, I just went to him and I said, you know what, if you're okay with it, I think I'm ready now. I need like something new to do to push my limits. And it's kind of like taking my books to life now because people are always asking me for stuff. And it's been really empowering. When I first made it, I had a mask on. I said, no one can ever see my face, you know, God forbid. And then within the first month, I asked him, I said, do you mind if I post a face picture? (laughs) Because I'm like, I'm an exhibitionist. I'm excited. You know, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be ashamed. Luckily, we don't have kids. So that takes a lot of pressure off of us. And we are adults. So if families find out, whatever, you know. So he's at the point where he told me, do whatever you want. He doesn't put his face in it, but mine's in it. And he's just been super supportive about the whole process. And even with that, it's another journey where I'm learning about myself and developing a different side of my sexuality that I never thought I would be doing before. And Mm -hmm. once I posted that first face picture, it kind of felt super empowering again, right? Because as women, again, you're afraid of people finding that dirty picture of you, someone outing you, someone posting it, an ex-boyfriend, right? But now I took that into my own hands. If someone sees it, I'm the one that's responsible for it. And I'm going to own that shit. You know, Mm -hmm. we we always laugh, me and my husband, if, you know, someone comes up to you and goes, oh my God, like, is that you in that photo? I'm going to be like, yeah. And if you want to see something good, you should check out my videos. You know what I mean? Like, I hope I have the courage to just own it and not be embarrassed anymore. You know, when you take away people's power over your feelings about yourself, 
there's nothing greater in the world than having that feeling, right? And you can find Casey on Instagram. She's at inbedwithstrangers.official. And we'll see you next time on Consenting Adults.